Welcome to Stories with Soul. I am your host, Jamie Ice, musician turned entrepreneur and co-founder of 6th Ave Homes and 6th Ave Storytelling. Over the past 10 years, I have launched multiple successful businesses and have become obsessed with all things entrepreneurship and marketing. I've been on a personal quest to unpack what it takes to make and grow a great brand. One thing that I've discovered is that stories are powerful and that storytelling has the power to set a brand apart. Join me as I dive into the stories of the heavy-hitting leaders, entrepreneurs, artists, and business owners in our community to hear their biggest wins, greatest losses, and their best business secrets. There's a story behind every great brand. Welcome to Stories with Soul. Stories with Soul is brought to you by 6th Ave Storytelling, an organic marketing company building standout brands on the foundation of story. We help small businesses grow by crafting and sharing their stories because when small business thrives, cities and communities prosper. Stories with Soul is brought to you by the Fort Worth Business Press, your source for news and business information in and around Fort Worth. Sign up for the Business Press's twice daily newsletter or become an insider using the storytelling coupon code STORYTELLING10, all one word, to stay up to date with the people, companies, and issues that matter most to Fort Worth. Head to fortworthbusiness.com. Uh, to subscribe. I am a huge fan of the Business Press. I've been a subscriber for years. It keeps me up to date with everything that is going on in Fort Worth. Love it. Go subscribe for the newsletter. You won't regret it. Welcome to Stories with Soul. I am your host, Jamie Ice. I'm joined by my co-host, Jimmy Williams, today, and we have a very special guest. It is my good friend, Taylor Dukes. We've known each other for a long, a long time. time, a long time. Uh, but she is, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read a little bit of the bio real quick. You are a board certified family nurse pra- practitioner, which is, that's, that's cool. But more than that, you, well, she has a private practice, Taylor Dukes Wellness. Uh, she also co-founded a wellness center in Fort Worth, Restore and Revive, Revive which is incredible. And, and I think like, the crazy thing is, is you are like a health and wellness guru. I mean, huge following. You are the the health coach and guide to a lot of professional athletes, a lot of influencers. I mean, you are in, in my mind like nurse practitioners, like that. That's cool. But you are like a health guru in my mind, and a kind of building this health empire. I feel like I feel like entrepreneur of like a new movement of health yeah. and like how you view health within Fort Worth, specifically. especially in Fort Worth. Yeah, this is a new yeah. thing for our city. There it are is. very few and far between wellness centers. Right. And mm-hmm. so like you're like one of the first leading kind of thought leaders in this industry, in this movement. So, so. stoked. One, I'm like crazy proud of you. <laughs> and two, just like stoked to have you on and like kind of unpack your story. Our goal here is to unpack your story because I think stories just are, are matter that they're neat. And then two, just w- the things that you have learned. A lot of this, this will be geared towards other entrepreneurs, other sort of thought leaders. And so what have you learned around, around your journey? So, so I would love to start. I, I have known you since college. Yeah. Uh, and you, you, I feel like you had a transformation at some point uh, where you kind of dove deep into this world. You you were studying. Did you study nursing in Mm -hmm. college? Nursing, undergrad. And you kind of took a deviation from the traditional nursing path to go on and become an entrepreneur and start all this stuff. And and so... Walk us through that a little bit. Yeah. So it's funny you say entrepreneur path because I'm like, I never grew up 
wanting to be set out to be this entrepreneur. And in fact, when I was headed to college, my dad was so confused that I chose nursing as a major because he's like, you're a businesswoman. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Oh, your, even dad, from, your dad said that to you? Yes. Really? But even from a young age, both my parents, you know, I would like be trying to sell rocks and I would want to do the lemonade stands and I would set up a store at my house and have my sister come to the shop when it was open. That's interesting. And so it's interesting from a yeah. young age. It's things that I don't even remember, but they were really confused why I wasn't doing business. So I went to TCU, got my nursing degree. Um, you know, I was in that boating accident back in the day with Kristen Kilpatrick. Oh, I forgot. About and so that. I was exposed to like some just crazy traumas. I don't know about boating accident. Quick, quick 30 seconds. Segway. I was part of a boating accident. We were out at a private um, lake. At uh -huh. a, it was a man-made lake on a ranch. Okay. And um, one of my best friends got run over by a pontoon boat, okay. literally by the grace of God. Kristen Kilpatrick, who's a, who's a, also a <laughs> kind of a, a famous Talk photographer. About famous <laughs> photographer. Yeah. So she is like amazing and does shots all over the U.S., actually international now. But okay. she, um, we ran over her on the boat, severed her arm, Gosh. honestly didn't think she would make it. And yeah. by the grace of God, she did. Uh -huh. And that changed. And did, you, did you like step in and like. Everyone gives me credit. It was totally God. I tied the tourniquet. I like got the sling, you know, but anyway, that all that to say that was kind of a defining moment in my nursing career because I was like, okay, I want to do traumas. Like I just felt like I'm going to be a trauma ICU nurse. You're like, I am into severed arms. No. So I can do that. <laughs> I just had like seen weird things. Like I saw a girl, you know, with the aardvark get hit by a car. I mean, these weird oh things that gosh. I felt like, I know they're really scary and weird, but I felt like, okay, this is God slowly like paving my path in the nursing field. And I was, let's be honest, I was an adrenaline junkie. So and... I'm like, my goal was to be a helicopter flight nurse. And in order to do that, you have to go work in the ICU. Oh, wow. And so like trauma, a lot of times people like experience trauma or dramatic, dramatic events, something like that. And you either lean in or lean out or uh -huh. Kind of get frozen, you know that type of thing. And yeah, so I'm you like were covering my eyes. You're so leaning, under pressure, I operate. You're like, leaning in. Mm -hmm. okay. Time slows you down. Like pressure. Yeah. yeah. So like when there's traumatic situations, time slows down for me. That's like right. I think and I'm able to execute. And like it, I just I didn't know that I was wired that way until I was in these situations. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to be a helicopter flight nurse, trauma ICU, adrenaline junkie. And that's what I did. I went and got a trauma ICU job. Oh, you um, did? Out of college. Okay. Yeah. And so adrenaline junkie, night nurse, looking back, when we're going to talk about health and wellness, took a toll on my adrenals. Okay. Right? So I was because so was, stressed. Because it was stressful. So stressful as a new grad. And then not only that, I mean, the night shift, it just does a number on your circadian rhythm, your health. Um, and then what really got me into this health and wellness space. So I was very traditional nursing. I honestly wasn't really healthy. I mean, I worked out, I would like drink green juice, but I wasn't, I've never had any health problems. So I never mm -hmm. really cared about my health. So I had the opportunity to do some mission work abroad um, in Africa and Ecuador, nursing missions. So they were like extended long-term missions. I took a break from ICU, um, got really, really sick, had to get flown back to the States because in I got Africa, so sick. Got sick. I got sick in Africa, like some stomach stuff. But when I was in Ecuador, I got really sick and was super weak and had to get flown back. Okay. And so my health, honestly, I don't want to say it changed overnight because I look back and see different factors now that I know what I know now. Mm -hmm. um, but my health rapidly declined. And so here I was, 22 years old, out of college, mm -hmm. never had health problems my entire life. I was losing hair. I couldn't get out of bed. And I'm like social, you know, adrenaline. You knew me. Yeah, you're, super you've, social. Always, you've always been very high yeah. energy. Like yes. you, you, you have more energy than most people I know. It's and true. just like people. You're like, I, hey, guys. Yeah, and social and super involved. 
involved, whether it's like with church, friends, you know, young professional events. And so here I was 22 years old. My hair was falling out. I had joint pain. Like I didn't know you could even feel your joints at that age, Mm. you know. Um, You're like an old woman. Yeah. I mean, I was so sick and gut stuff. My skin was a wreck. I was like reacting to everything. And so long story short, it was about a year or a little bit longer of going to multiple specialists, getting on medications, invasive procedures. People were trying to figure out what was wrong with me. Yeah, because you still don't know. You just feel bad. Yeah. All these things are happening. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I was so confused because I was never the sick kid growing up. Well, and you're a nurse. You're like, yes. shouldn't I know what's yeah. wrong with me? Well, here I am. I'm so convicted. I'm like, I'm a nurse that's supposed to advocate for my patients and I couldn't advocate for myself. And mm. so I got lost in our conventional medical system. And that's really when, you know, after being on all these medications, going through invasive procedures, you know, so much money on labs, diagnostic stuff, and no one really had answers. And it was just like a pill for an ill. So, of course, I was so desperate. I'm like, yeah, give me the pill that works. Let me try the pill. But after probably eight different medications, uh, my mom came and was basically living with me at the time, helping me. Like, truly, I would nap in my car. I mean, this is like people that know me now don't believe it, you know. But uh, my mom basically was like, something is seriously wrong. You've been to every single doctor and specialist. We've got to find out something, you know, something's going on. And so my parents sought out this doctor, a functional medicine integrative doctor in Austin. Mm -hmm. And I like was like, that's so voodoo. I don't believe in that. I didn't learn that in nursing school. And and for people that don't know, functional medicine, like not traditional, go to the doctor. He's like, what's wrong? Here's your prescription. You know, go to this, take this pill for 90 days, nine days, whatever. Not that. What? Give me like a very quick version of like the difference because there's a lot of similarities as well. Right. But so I like to say I'm certified in functional medicine, so yep. that's kind of you know what I say, like a functional medicine expert. But integrative is probably a good way to explain it. You know, holistic gets a bad rap. So when you say integrative, you know, you integrate both alternative methods as well as traditional methods. And so yeah. using lab diagnostic workups, this is the approach that I take personally in my practice as well as what helped me when I was really sick. Um, so you still do evidence-based protocols and you can use prescription therapy and imaging and lab testing. Um, but where it differs is the conventional traditional medical model is more a pill for an ill type approach. You have a headache, here's a medication. You have female period issues, here's birth control. And so it's more just uh, symptom suppression versus what I do. And what really helped me is all about asking why the symptoms are there in the first place and mm-hmm. then figuring out, okay, do we need to change your lifestyle? Are you reacting to foods? Is it a genetic thing? Is it an environmental chemical toxin? Is mm-hmm. it a lot of it goes back to gut health? And so, mm-hmm. you know, replacing nutrients, things like that. And so anyway, I totally didn't believe in it. I thought it was voodoo, woo woo. Because yeah. like it, 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 in, in college, did they kind of, is that like a faux pas? Do they even talk about that or is that like, or are they, or is it explicitly anti that? So I remember like one segment in my textbook that's called CAM, Complementary and Alternative Medicine. Okay. And it would be like herbs or oils. Exactly. (laughs) Like don't take this if you are on a SSRI medication. Like it was very, very, very short. And I remember, but I wasn't even interested. Like I had no reason to be interested. All I cared about was how medications work, what you use them for. So it wasn't anti that it was, it was just not, it wasn't anti. No, it wasn't wasn't anti. It just wasn't really like talked about. Yeah. And so the reason I was super skeptical is because I'm like, but I didn't learn about this Yeah. and I just didn't think it worked. And And you've never been to a doctor. I mean, I never had been to a doctor that does that. Right. Like, so 
summary, integrative or like functional, you could call it integrative. We'll use those terms synonymously would be still the same investigative process of like, what are your symptoms? Like, let's do some labs, let's do x-rays, let's do whatever we need to, to figure out what is going on. But the treatments might are a broader. It's not a... And you're looking to get more to the root of the issue. Exactly. Not just treat a, here's a Band-Aid. Right. So like if you have a headache, like I want to know what's causing it. Is it a magnesium deficiency? Is it a hormone imbalance? Is it... And where Advil still might be helpful. Right. Yeah. Or I have my natural remedies for headaches, you (laughs) know. But it's like rather than suppressing the symptom, let's figure out why. And there are tons of different root causes, whether it's gut issues or headaches or whatever it is. You know, it's it's asking the why question. I think that's what really differentiates. so you were you were sick. You were like yeah. clearly yeah, let's get sick. Back to the story. You go to this lady. Yeah. And I was very skeptical, skeptical. going into it. She was an MD, a medical doctor, traditional medical training, got into the functional medicine world, and she literally changed my life. And a lot of it stemmed back to my gut issues. I was on thyroid medications. I was seeing the endocrinologist. You know, I had tons of prescriptions that I was on at that point. And then, you know, she took into consideration my lifestyle. She's like, you're in a super stressful environment as a new graduate and you are working night shift. Like your cortisol is affecting your health. You know, it was the perfect storm for Mm -hmm. me, for my body to just give up. And so while it really sucked at the time, like, I, I mean, here I was this young girl that was super social, really felt like a hermit for a year and a half of my life. And I look back, I'm like, okay, God used all of that, right? Because had I not gotten sick Mm -hmm. and had I not gone through it, I would never know about this field of medicine. And so Mm -hmm. while my plans were to be- found your calling and purpose. Exactly. And so once I experienced the profound benefits of changing my diet, changing my lifestyle, doing a root cause approach, you know, I haven't been on a medication in 10 years when I was on all these meds. Right. Yeah. Not not like a single- No. But I mean, gosh, I'm trying to think. I'm like, was there anything for a situation? No. And so that's the thing is like from the, from someone that was going from a highly medicated approach, because I just wanted to feel better. I didn't care how I and did. Are you against, are you against like medicine? No, not at all. I prescribe every day. You do? Okay. Yeah. I just prescribe a handful of meds that can be, when I prescribe, I always weigh out the cost benefit analysis. And so sometimes there, it is more beneficial to be on a thyroid medication if you have yeah. an autoimmune thyroid disease than to get off. Yeah. So I'm just very mindful of when I prescribe and what I prescribe for. So not against it. No. You're just like, you just think most of the time you don't need it. It if, depends, you if know. You could, if you tweak this, the diet. Exactly. Well, it depends on the root cause, right? Like if you're going to the root cause of it, I mean, from what you're saying, I'm like doctor over here telling you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which if, if you can't tell, you, you are, are very into. I, I, I'm super like geeked out into yeah. this. Like I. We both we both are. We both yeah. Are so I am like, this is like my favorite podcast ever because it's like uh, you're, you're like speaking my language because I have. I haven't been on ever since I ch- kind of changed diet and started to dive into functional medicine. I haven't been on a medication either. Haven't even run a fever. Like I ha- like I barely have allergies. Like it's crazy. And my whole life struggled with all that. So, mm-hmm. it, so yeah, I, I'm like sold on it. But I, you know, we I want to like be devil's advocate too as well. Yeah, just hearing the story. But so let's get back to the story. Let's get back to the story. So you are feeling better now. Feeling yeah. Well, yeah. But this. This has to be the most mind-blowing thing, because it was for me, is like when a doctor says, okay, well, what is this? And okay, you can use this supplement, and it's like ginger or something, you know, it's like, or I I don't know, I don't know what the supplements were, but like, here's some supplements, and you're like, this is such 
like it seems like bullshit. It's like this is the weirdest thing ever to take a dandelion root and like to reduce inflammation. You know, it's like this doesn't make any sense at all. But you are now you're like, okay, well, I'm I'm a year and a half into this. I don't care what it is. Give me some sort of random flower from Africa and I will eat it at this point to make myself feel better. And you started to feel better. 100%. Yeah. And I will say it wasn't an overnight change, but the changes that I did make early on with my diet, my lifestyle, I did start noticing enough change early on that it motivated and compelled me to keep up because I was like, there's something to this. Okay. And so, I mean, I was taking tons of supplements, changed my entire lifestyle. And, and it didn't make sense to me because I was like, well, why should I avoid gluten when I've literally been able to tolerate it my entire life? Why yeah. all of a sudden? Well, you know, when you get a parasite and it triggers gut inflammation, it can trigger sensitivities to certain things. And so now I know it all makes sense, but I was motivated because I was desperate, not yep. because I believed in the process. And then in time, I started believing in the process so, so much so that I was like, I will never, ever be able to go into traditional medicine again. It totally has its place. Like, I am so thankful for our emergency room. Y'all, yeah, I've yeah. been in third world countries. We have the best access to care. But where our medical system is really not getting it is in long term and getting to the root cause of chronic conditions. Mm -hmm. And so... That's when I was like, all right, I can't even go back to the hospital. I've I've seen like once you've tasted and seen something, you're like, OK, this is like, you know what I have to do. And that's kind of how I got into this world. So it wasn't by choice. I always say you're either sick or you're smart. If you're smart, you're ahead of the curve, you know, but I was yep. sick and I that's how I got into it. And I'm super thankful. And so but I, I think it's I think it's a good note to know that this didn't happen overnight. You didn't even believe in it. You were just so desperate. You tried it and it gave you a little bit of relief, a little bit of benefits. And over time, it obviously started to eradicate like and like Tell me about like that transition from, okay, you started changing your diet, you started doing some supplements, you started doing some of these things, did, and you eventually, you say you're not a medicine, right? So how did that transition, how long did that take where like, you know, eventually you got off all of your medications, right? So like, you didn't believe in the process, you started doing it anyways, and then slowly you're obviously probably like diving in, learning about you know, functional medicine, like what did that process, how long did that take of like, I'm like sold on it. I didn't believe it, but it's good enough. I'm going to keep trying it to I'm all in. Honestly, looking back, I would say like within three months, I was like, there's something to this so much so okay. that I was like, what kind of certification do I get? You know, I enrolled at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition just so, from so, Googling. So, so not, not, just, not just I'm into it. I want to do this now. Yes. Like I had started experiencing the benefits, I would say probably pretty early on enough. I can't remember the exact timeline. Like I can say it took me over a year to heal my gut. Right. Yeah. So when I oh, tell wow. people realistically, I'm like, if you have a really messed up stomach, be patient in the process. Healing happens. But like you have to be patient with your body. And so I wouldn't say that my health changed overnight, but it changed in such a short period of time in a drastic and profound way that I was like, okay, man, like I started looking for jobs in this field. I didn't even know what Did to you quit? Google. Did you quit your other job? Yeah. I couldn't work at that point because I was so sick. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Gosh. You, so you weren't working mm -hmm. and, and you're like, I'm going to take the leap. This leap. Yeah. So I enrolled at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Still, <laughs> it's like actually the biggest health coaching program now. But that was back in 2012 when it was like, or 2013 when it was like hardly a thing, not on yeah. anyone's radar. I just did that because I was like, I just want to learn and immerse myself in, you know, whatever education I could. And then ended up Googling, I think, 
functional integrative medicine, natural medicine, and ended up finding a um, provider that was hiring. It didn't say her name or location or anything. Um, and it was in Austin. And I went for the interview and it happened to be who is now a world renowned expert <laughs> who has New York Times bestselling books. And it was just the perfect place, at the perfect time. It was Amy Myers at the time. She didn't have a practice anymore. She has a whole supplement line and, you know, yeah. um, books and all of that. And she's, I mean, a really well-respected leader in this field. And, and you had, but you had no experience in it. She ha- hired you still. None. I just was personally Why did she interested. This episode of Stories with Soul is brought to you by 6th Ave Storytelling. At 6th Ave Storytelling, we know that stories aren't just for bedtime. They're powerful marketing tools, and we've seen what they can do. Want to see for yourself? Download our free PDF, The Storytelling Pathway, on our website, 6thAveStorytelling.com. It's everything your business needs to be successful. This is what I've used to grow my businesses and hundreds of others. It's a strategy that has led to number one albums, built large followings, and has helped generate millions of dollars in revenue, thousands of leads, and tons and tons of traffic. I've seen client after client reach their goals, which is why I'm crazy excited to share it with you today. I'm offering this for free because it's my personal mission to support small business owners and entrepreneurs no matter where they are at on their journey. Because small businesses are the heartbeat of a city and they really are what make it special. Sixth Avenue Storytelling has helped brands across the country grow their business using these exact steps. Head to sixthavestorytelling.com and download the storytelling pathway to get your step by step guide today. Stories with Soul is brought to you by Fort Worth Business Press. The Fort Worth Business Press has been instrumental for me as a business owner. They were actually the first publication to ever cover Sixth Avenue Homes and also Sixth Avenue Storytelling, which were huge, huge wins for our companies. I also have been following along for years. I've been a subscriber. It has allowed me to keep up to date with everything that is happening in the business community and see what other business owners are doing and just stay involved in all sort of the economic development of what is happening in Fort Fort Worth. If you are in any way involved in business, you should go subscribe and sign up for their publication, uh, sign up for their twice daily newsletter. And, and, and they're actually offering a storytelling discount right now. If you listen to the podcast, become an insider using the storytelling code storytelling 10, all one word, lowercase, to stay up to date with the people and companies and issues that matter most. Visit fortworthbusinesspress.com to sign up today. I don't know. Just because you were like... <laughs> I mean, it was our hiring manager, yeah. I guess, you know, or office manager. Yeah. They wanted a nurse. They wanted someone that was interested. Yeah. And so that's really where it was, you know, the right place, right time. And so that's really how I got my foot into the field. And From, from an expert, like from like right. the best of the best. Right. She trained under Mark Hyman, you know, all those people. So it yeah. was a huge blessing. So how long did, and how long did you, did you do that? I worked for her for several years. And then I knew after working in a private practice setting, I was like, all right. And I never wanted to go back to school. My plan, helicopter flight nurse, be a, kind of a stay at home mom, part time RN, perfect job to work part time mm. and be a mom one yeah. day. Wasn't even dating anyone at the time. But that was just <laughs> kind of what I envisioned my life. Yeah. And just because I was never like, oh, I love school. But then once I had experienced, you know, the benefits of functional medicine, I knew that I could continue my education, start my own practice, see my own patients. I was like, all right, let's go. So I went back to nurse practitioner school, got my master's. 
And were you working while you got your master's? I was. Did you do yeah. it online? Uh-huh. Okay. And then I, I did I my rotations. I you doing... In person. Like okay. you have to do your clinical rotations to get all your hours, which was so great that I was doing an online program because at the time I met my husband. We were on the fast track to marriage seven months after meeting. Mm-hmm. We're married. He's an Air Force pilot. And so it was great that I was able to continue my rotations you know, while he was in the military. Yeah. yeah. So. And so, so you weren't working during that or you were, I was working part-time remotely. And so, you, so you were getting your, your nurse practitioners. What's, what's that called? Yeah, yeah. Nurse practitioner. So my master's in science and nursing. So you get your undergrad. And then if you want to go get your master's in science and nursing, you know, you can kind of choose a specialty, whether it's pediatrics or family or midwifery. And I just wanted to go to the family midwifery. practice. Midwives. <laughs> Delivering babies. Yeah. I've never heard what called midwifery. Really? No, mid, midwife, mid, I guess that makes Midwifery? It sounds so like medieval. It kind of like, does. Yeah. Sorry, side note. Midwifery practices. So, um, so nurse practitioner though, like, you know, like you're, like whenever you go to your doctor, right? Whenever you can't see the doctor, you're seeing the nurse practitioner. Yeah. Like, you know, the most nurse people, practitioner or physician assistant. It's yeah, like mid that's level. Right. That's right. Right. You're, middle, you're right before you're going to med school, getting your doc, like get, going to be, get your MD. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, but I guess like whenever people hear nurse practitioner, they're thinking like a lot of times it's like, well, you're not the doctor because you don't have MD in front of your name. And so like dispel some of that a little bit. Yeah. Like, well, I can say, you know, uh, I obviously started my own private practice and it is very, very rare. I don't know any nurse practitioner friends. I know two actually, they're colleagues in the field that own their own practice. Mm-hmm. It's very rare for a mid-level practitioner to own their own private practice. Sure. Usually they just work for MDs or DOs, but I guess that was the entrepreneur in me. I That's was right. Like, so <laughs> so at, some, at some point you said, I'm going to get my master's, I'm going to do this and I want to, I want to do it my way. I want to do my own thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Were you, was that the goal when you were going back to school and doing all that? Yeah. I didn't know if I wanted to work for someone or if I wanted to open my own practice. I just knew that I could have a greater impact on patients seeing them as a practitioner. And it just made sense to me to start my own practice. I just never had this like defining moment of like, I'm going to go here to start my own private practice because I have plenty of amazing MD and DO, you know, colleagues that, I had the opportunity to work for and, yeah. but I just really wanted to start my own private practice. <laughs> yeah. So here, here's going to be an argument and it's like people that are listening, right. They're going to have an argument that, well, you're not a doctor. Like you don't have when, you know, a lot of functional uh, wellness places have a DO instead of an MD, right. They can't prescribe, but the benefits of a nurse practitioner is you have the ability to prescribe medicine, like as a doctor would, but, but like you haven't gone done the MD and there's going to be reasons for that, right? Like there's a specific like strategic reasons for that. So like, but the argument is, is like, you're not as quote unquote qualified. Like what, why is that, you know, why is that true? Why is that not true? Why is that like, why is that wrong? Like, yeah, kind of go into that a little bit. I think that's a. So for me, I never sought out to be a doctor. Yeah. That was never my plan. It's like if I would have gone that route, I would have done a biology major, major, gone to med school, did that whole MCAT practicing. I never even sought out to be a nurse practitioner. Right. Remember, right. I was just going to be a nurse, yeah. Yeah. helicopter flight nurse. So um, it made sense to me because I had already done the undergrad nursing route that I would just continue my master's. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, I mean, I did think about it. I'm like, do I go back to med school? What do I do? Cause if you're an MD or DO, you can prescribe naturopaths can't prescribe in certain States. Okay. And so for me personally, I just 
really spent a lot of time thinking and praying, like, what do I want to do with this? And so everything, it just made sense to me every time I made the pro con list or spent time in prayer or journaling, everything that I wanted to be able to do with patients, I could do as a nurse practitioner. So for me personally, you know, I didn't want to perform surgical procedures. I didn't want to work in a certain setting. I just, I knew I wanted to do functional medicine. I knew I wanted to prescribe when necessary. And honestly, I could have just done a health coach and done that, but I wanted to take it to the next level. I wanted to be able to to do labs. I'm kind of an evidence and data nerd. Like I like seeing clinical data and, you know, information and then treating based off of that. Not just like, well, I feel like you have this. Yeah. (laughs) And it also is really helpful, you know, with the patient population that I work with now, like they want to see, and then they're motivated to do stuff off of it. And, and I have a lot of experience, right? Like I can sit with a patient for an hour and a half and kind of know what's going on, but I still want lab testing to confirm. And I I think that's, that's interesting from like when, when I, I feel like I kind of discovered this as you were kind of taking, taking that journey, but I, I think that's one of the things that's interesting about what you do and sort of about the new, you know, the new version. This is still kind of new. There was always naturopaths. There's always, there was always DOs. Uh, but I think what's interesting about where it is now is like this, it's very, very scientific lab research based. It's very individualized. It's not, it's not just like, Hey, take this flower do this. Don't eat gluten. It's not that you're like, I'm looking at people's blood and I'm looking at people's stool. I'm, I'm looking at, yeah. I'm like measuring saliva, urine, multiple things, you know, and I use history and yeah. symptoms and I believe my patients when they tell me things, I don't think they're crazy. Yep. Now, sometimes I'm like, we just, that, spent- sounds, that sounds a little loaded. Does that mean a lot of people don't do that? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. People. And so many people that come to see me, they feel like they've been dismissed. Their doctors have told mm-hmm. them they're crazy. They need to get on this medication. Yeah. And, you know, here's the thing, and I just got to say this at some point here, is that I cannot fault our traditional medical system because I've been through it and I wasn't trained that way. Yeah. What is so You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And the way our insurance model is set up is that when you're seeing people every 10 to, you know, you have 10 to 15 minute visits max, unless you're going to a specialist, you have no way, no time to get to the root cause. And so you don't have Insurance makes you have a 10 to 15 minute Insurance makes you have to see a certain amount of patients per day to actually make money. So if you're, yeah, you get reimbursed. So like, if you think about it, so if I saw like four people today, they'd be like, we're not paying you. No, they're going to pay you. You just don't, there's there's not enough to make money. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so that's where I'm like, I don't knock our traditional model because I've been through it. I've been trained, but you're having to see 30 to 50 patients a day. I mean, how can you ever get to the root yeah. cause? Talk to them about their sleep. Talk to them about their diet. Talk to them about anything. So the, so the insurance plays in because insurance is so freaking expensive. You have to see so many people to make money to make for it to make sense. Well, so you only get reimbursed so much per bit visit. Okay. And so if you want to make money then you have to see a certain amount of people, right? Because you're getting reimbursed by the insurance companies, Medicaid, Medicare. And so what I do is I, it's all cash pay, which is hard. Now you're not at the mercy of insurance. You're not at the mercy of these, these big giant machines. Right. And so what I can do is I can spend an hour and a half, an hour with patients actually talking to them. Like we start with, how was your mother's pregnancy? 
Were you a C-section or vaginal birth? Because that affects your microbiome from a young age. Yeah. So if, <laughs> really? Yeah. That's so crazy. So, okay, let me lay it out really quick, and then we can get back on it. Yeah, in get it. Side note. So if you are a C-section baby, and if you were constantly having ear infections when you grew up, and you're having strep throat, think about how many antibiotics and how your gut microbiome is going to be affected from a young age. Yeah, you weren't getting all this stuff. It's, uh, I heard, like, with C-sections, they, like, literally take... Yeah, it's called like, inoculation. You know, yeah, they'll, they'll rub it on <laughs> the, on the kid. The good get, bacteria. Yeah, yeah. That, that's your first. I'm popping out of this thing, and now I'm in the world, and I need that. Right. That's why it's good for your kids to play in dirt. They like need the yes, bacteria. it's good for the microbiome, and so. With my patients, and when I have an hour and a half, I can go as far back to talk about those things, right? I talk about were you the sick kid growing up? Because if you had strep all the time, which antibiotics is a very appropriate treatment for strep, yeah, but you can have fungal overgrowth, you can have a bad gut, you know. And so we're going back. I'm asking people about their dental work. You don't talk about that with your doctor's offices, but if you have root canals, if you have mercury amalgams, you know, there's a certain age cut off. Now it's not common practice to use mercury, but you can have mercury toxicity, right? And so- Which sounds you- like a crazy thing. So a- anecdote, you know my wife, you're good friend, good friend yeah. Melissa. So, my, so my, my wife has rheumatoid arth- arthritis. And I remember one of the first times she went, she went to all these doctors, all these different doctors and rheumatoid specialists. I don't know what they're- Rheumatologists. Rheum- rheumatologists. <laughs> For years. And they like, but they could, they were prescribing or stuff. They couldn't figure it out. It wasn't until she went to a functional medicine uh, doctor who was like, you need to change your diet. You need to get off gluten. You need to take these supplements that she like one found re- relief from it. Like it was like a, a three to four year journey of just lots of pain, lots of heartache. So we, we are fans of that. But one of the things they went into was, you know, is was your teeth and root canal. She had like a, a several root canals and had mercury in this. And the doctor literally, or the the functional medicine doctor pulled out this chart and then was like, see this tooth right here? This is, there's been a lot of science that shows this, if you have mercury here, it will cause rheumatoid arthritis. And that was like the one tooth that she had the thing in. Trigger. Freaking crazy. I like didn't believe that when she told me that. And she was like, look, there's like 20, you have 20 teeth or I don't know how many teeth you have. This is the one tooth. Yeah, I, I feel like I still kind of don't believe a lot of it, but <laughs> it every bonkers. time it's like kind of pretty much right. And so I'm like, dang it. So she had it removed. But she I, that. yeah, but I like still do it because I'm like, it's probably right, but it still sounds so crazy. It's like, this is ridiculous. That your tooth. It does, you know, but I think it makes sense. And when I can like relay it to people and I'm not in the business of like convincing people, I have enough people that <laughs> want to know that it works or yeah. want the benefits, whatever. It's not like I like spend my time persuading people of why they should yeah. take this approach. But That's what right. I always, it makes sense. The body as a whole, like everything in the body is related. Your gut is a affects your hormones and your stress affects your hormones and your joints can be heavily influenced. Mercury actually settles in your joints. So people that have mercury toxicity, there's a huge correlation with rheumatoid arthritis, no matter what tooth they had, right? Mm -hmm. It just makes sense that our bodies work as a whole. Like we don't think about breathing. We literally just breathe, but the brain is constantly signaling our lungs. And so it just, it makes sense when you think about the body as a whole. And I think with functional and integrative medicine, I'm not going to speak for all providers, but we see the body as a whole versus compartmentalized systems. Now the GI doctor, the gastroenterologist has their place. Like I refer patients when necessary for a scope, but at the same time, I'm not just going to say, you need to go to that doctor for that. You need to go to the joint doctor for this. You know, we see the body as a whole. Mm -hmm. And so that's where you're able to get to root causes. Yeah. Whenever I was like, I went to an an allergy specialist, right. And they're like, you're allergic to these three things or these four things or whatever. And it's like, okay, great. Well, and then I went to a 
the ear, nose, throat, ENT. And he's like, all right, well, we can do this surgery and take this. And I'm like, dang, dude. And I, honestly, I just didn't have enough money to pay for it. I was like, this is just too much money. My insurance was like, yeah. So I was like, all right, well. And then that's whenever someone told me about some sort of functional medicine stuff. I was like, ah, I'm kind of into trying new things. This is going to experiment with it. And so I'm like, here's my symptoms. I have bad allergies. I usually get a... a you know, a cold basically that like lasts for three or four Sinus weeks. Infection. Sinus infection, that type of thing. Right. And she was like, oh, your gut's awful. If you just change that, you need, you need to do this, 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 and give me like three or four things. And I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And like, I literally said that I was like, that doesn't make sense at all. And then she explained, try to go into it. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I don't have allergies. Like what is going on here? So that was like the start of, and then I went back to the ENT guy and I was like, well, I don't have allergies because I changed this. And he's like, well, you still probably need to perform that procedure because, you know, structurally, and there, there could be things structurally wrong, but I'm like, yeah, but if I just change this in my gut and I change my diet to this and do this, I don't have to ever do that. And he's like, I'm like, have you ever like recommended that? And he's like, well, he's no, it's like, I could see his mind. Our brains don't think that way. I could see his mind being like, that is a dumb, like he's never once, and he is so much smarter than me, but he's never once told a patient, just change, like fix your gut health and change your diet and you won't have to come to me again. That was like the, the rheumatologist like didn't understand. It was like, his mind was like, you are an idiot. And I'm like, but I don't have allergies. So you're an idiot. You know, I'm, I didn't say that. It's sad though. Cause I'm like, why aren't more people tra- like, why don't more people know this? Why isn't it more ma- mainstream? I will say from just traditional condi- like conventional colleagues that I know that are doctors own family practices, nurse practitioners, they are, some of them are getting frustrated because they're not getting the results that they want with their patients. And then the patients are coming back for more medications. They're having more side effects, not all, right? And family practice, all these things, prevention, screenings, they all have their place. I'm not knocking. Yeah. But I will say I know a lot of colleagues that are frustrated because they're like, what are you doing for recurrent blah, blah, blah that keeps coming back? You know, what's the functional medicine approach? Even if I don't believe it, I just want to like know if there's something out there because, and, and here's what I say too. They only have a certain amount of tools in their tool belts and yeah. they're so smart and so wise, so knowledgeable. They have a lot of experience and they're really good at what they do um, when it comes to assessing, figuring out what the treatment is and pulling out a medication. In functional medicine, we have so many more tools in our tool belt. So I do have medications because I can prescribe, but I also have lifestyle and environmental. You know, we look at that aspect. We look at nutrition. We look at supplementation. And so I just like to think of functional and integrative providers as having we have more tools in our tool belt. That's right. Right. Because some of the doctors I know, they're like, man, like I want to be able to do that. I, I literally don't have time. I don't have because of the insurance Their thing. Hands are it's tied. like, yeah, they're like, man, I can't like, and so they're having to refer, like, you need to also do this, like, come to me for this, but also, gra- and a lot of them are trying to like move to like partner with integrative, you know, type medicine people. Is, is there though? Practices. So some people are, are open to it. Yeah, yeah. It some some doctors like. are not, obviously. But. Do you feel like there's also a not a war, <laughs> like, but is like do you have like enemies who are like she is a liar, like not yet. I know that with growth comes scrutiny, Yeah, you know, and I've like had a few people question certain things, um, but not yet. And I'm like, it will come for sure. Do you, you know, do you feel the pressure at all? Maybe if you don't specifically have like people that don't, but do you feel like there's a, 
Stigma. A stigma. Yeah. I feel like when I'm around doctors, I have doctors in my family. If I meet doctors, even my overseeing physician, like, you know, having doing a contract agreement and stuff, um, because I do have to have an overseeing physician, even though Mm -hmm. I own my practice, I still have to have an agreement with him to operate my practice, pay him, things like that. Um, So with that being said, I do feel a little sense of like. I have to justify what I do or explain a little bit. Like you're an underdog. A little bit to like, okay, here's what I do and here's why. You know, it's like it's almost like a justification, an explanation of how and why I do things. But honestly, at the end of the day, like I don't feel like I'm constantly doing that. I feel like it I view those opportunities as a way to educate people. Okay. Because I'm passionate about it. Right. I like I may not be educating and equipping and empowering you to practice this way mm-hmm. long term because it takes tons of experience and certifications and training, but I at least want to open your mind. And so I personally don't feel that I do have a lot of colleagues that have struggled with that, but because mm-hmm. I own my own practice. Yeah, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, I have freedom. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I want to reason. I want to go back in into that. Because yeah. yeah, again, like there's like you said, you don't know any nurse practitioners. That's that's what it is, right? I know two that own their own practice. Two in like Fort Worth or two in like everywhere? I know two like personally. I know of nurse practitioners that own their own practices. Like you hear just, about them. It's just not. I mean, it's one, It's I'm assuming it's a freaking lot of work to, to open up your own thing. It's a lot. There's liability. And there's also in the state of Texas, you can't own. We're one of very few states where as a nurse practitioner, you can't own your own practice. You have, or no, sorry. You have to have the doctor. Can't I own my own practice. Yeah. I own it, but I have to pay an overseeing physician. Mm-hmm. So financially, it doesn't make sense for a lot of mid-level practitioners because by yeah. the time you pay for malpractice and you pay for an overseeing physician and operating expenses, they'd rather just work for someone. Yeah. So can you, can you talk about a little bit, just like making that leap? Like what was hard about it? Like why you're like, I'm doing this. Like what, what was that? Because, because that's a very, you, you were like guru at health stuff, but starting a business is, that's a whole other hat. That's a whole other tools in your tool belt, so to speak. Can you, can you talk, just talk about that process? Like what was hard about it? What was fun about it? Was there ever a point where you're like, I don't think I want to do this. I'm regretting this. Yeah. So I guess going back to the, like, I guess I had the entrepreneur in me that I just didn't know. And I never had that goal or set out for it. But as I was exposed along the way, I was just like, this is what I'm going to do. This mm-hmm. is, and I helped other. No turning back. You said it out loud. Oh yeah. Like so I was like, like, I'm going back to school. I'm going to start my own practice. Like even hearing myself say that, I'm like, what, (laughs) what was I thinking? Um, no business courses, nothing like that, but I had enough industry experience and especially working for Amy Myers practice. I was one of, you know, at 1.5 employees. And so I wore a lot of different hats. And so, um, you know, I knew a lot about everything from managing lab count companies. Anytime we'd open up a lab count, I'd be the one meeting with the representative negotiating special pricing agreements. And so in that role, I was actually exposed even though it was a little bit stressful at the time, because I was like, I'm a nurse. I want to stay in my lane. Mm -hmm. Um, I had the opportunity. And that's where I really look back. I was like so thankful that I had the opportunity to have these business meetings with supplement representatives, with lab companies. And I was just exposed to the business side. And that's where that's also I actually don't really think about this often. That's where I was afforded a really great experience to have business like segue into business experience, Mm -hmm. even though I didn't want it and Mm -hmm. it felt uncomfortable at times. Most of my colleagues, they don't have that business experience. So it doesn't make sense for them to start. They want to stay in their lane and practice. Yeah. Um, but there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I'm all about staying in your lane. <laughs> yeah, but it's so hard. I mean, I mean, I just think about it like just from a doctor, you know, you're going through medical school and I'm sure there's business like classes in that, you know, to some extent. Like, I don't know. Is there? 
Like whenever you go through, honestly, like, I don't know because I didn't go through medical school. Yeah, but, but not really. There's a section that we went through on like coding <clears throat> and insurance and billing because you want to be able to get insurance to cover but your patients. You're not labs. taking marketing. Class. You know, yeah, you're not taking. You're not taking. Are run, y'all operate, kidding? Taking organizational no. leadership. Like yeah. I actually didn't know what marketing was. When I started <laughs> Like when everyone's like digital marketing, I'm like, does that mean it's just like online? Like, I'm not kidding. So uh -huh. that's why when it comes to like business advice, I'm like, I you know, but I just, but you're, this, you're now like, it happens. And really I guess really good at that. It's fun for me yeah. and it's natural. And you know, and now I know a lot more about funnels and, you know, funnels. scaling and all these things now and consulting and all that. But with that being said, yeah, that's where I got the business experience. I think that compelled me to say, I'm just going to do this. And okay. so was it scary? Heck yes. Are you kidding me? Even though I knew I wanted to do it and I was like all in part, one of the things that hindered me was I was military wife at the time. And so I didn't even know. I'm like, what if we get stationed in Japan or Germany? Yeah. I can't, I may not even be able to own my own practice. And so even yeah. though I had this goal and vision, I didn't know when that would be. And y'all got married and moved to Abilene, Abilene which is not the health metropolis. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Let's just say for my rotations, but honestly, I'm thankful because my traditional nursing school, it was good to get away from the functional model. Not everything's because of gluten. Right. And yeah, so yeah. it's really helpful, especially for pediatrics. You know, I had that rotation to discern how do viruses present different than bacterial infections. And so it was a good refresher for me, yeah. you know? And so I was really thankful for that, but I was also like, oh, I've seen enough. I know why I'm choosing to do what I'm doing. So, so big challenge was. So big challenge was not wife. knowing yeah. military wife, which we obviously got out and he's a veteran now. So it was perfect timing for me to start my own practice. But I think that also the biggest challenge is, you know, I took my nurse practitioner boards at 36 weeks pregnant Whoa. which was okay. a really big deal. And I said, if I don't pass these boards and it's not uncommon to have to take them twice, yeah. I literally don't know if I'll ever become a nurse practitioner. All right, guys, we're interrupting your podcast experience once again. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But we are giving you something for free. So it's totally worth it. Yeah. We recently released a document called The Storytelling Pathway on our website. It is our playbook for success, for growing brands, for marketing. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's every literally everything that we do at Sixth Avenue Storytelling, and we want to share it with the world. We want to give it to you. So in addition to these nuggets that you're learning on this podcast, you can get our free playbook, free manual manual for how you grow your business from Sixth Avenue Sixth Storytelling. Storytelling. Yeah, it's That's the right. storytelling and it's really, really good. It's Where do you find it? It's SixthAvenueStorytelling.com. There you go. And it's good. Go get it. Go download it. I promise it's going to help your business. Or start my practice or anything. Because you're and about to have so, a baby. And it's yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, I'm just going to be a nurse. 36 weeks. How many months is that? I'm not good at I mean, I was like you're, two to three weeks away from delivering yeah. a child. Oh, wow. Okay. Like I'm like 32 weeks right now. <laughs> I can think in terms of like eight months, nine <laughs> months. <laughs> People talk in weeks. I'm like, right, once I was you like, get to 36, you're like, it's like coming any day. You're like you know? cooking. Oh, that would make yeah. sense. So nine times. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You got it. So, I'm not, I just don't do No, that. guys think in months. Like I no, get it. Yeah. I'm eight months pregnant right now. I'm about to have my other yeah, baby. I, I and so that. what I do is I grow business babies and real babies at the same time. I'm like kind of not kidding. And so yeah. as I was growing this real baby, I was working on my practice. I was working on the branding. I did a photo shoot when I found out I was pregnant. In February, I was like, I got to do a photo shoot because I'm about to be pregnant. So if I want to start my practice, I didn't know anything about marketing, but I knew that I didn't want to take That's intuitive. That's pretty smart. Right. So there's just little things yeah. along the way. But I think the scariest thing for me was at that point when I was further along in my pregnancy, I knew we were going to be moving to Fort Worth. And so I wanted to start a practice. But it was scary for me knowing I'm going to have this newborn baby 
and I have an obligation to start a private practice. And then on top of that, I'd also co-founded the wellness center at the same time. So it was really challenging. I'm thankful that I was that, pregnant. What year was that? That was 2019. 2019. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because you have you have a, your co-founded the wellness center, and within the wellness center is your practice, and so which you are the owner of. And the wellness center is Restore and Revive. Yes, and I have yeah. an amazing business partner, Dabney, who yeah. we co-founded that together, and then my practice is separate. That's Wait, can, right. Real quick, so you so explain that. Yeah. Like not not explain your partner, uh, but you and Dabney at some point were like, let's make a wellness center. While I'm starting a private practice, a, why? Why did she it do didn't? That? It didn't. It uh, actually didn't play out like that. Her and I had had conversations for four or five years, oh, okay. and she so had her own like, personal journey. So she got diagnosed with type one diabetes after having her baby. You know, wow. got into her. She is a type one diabetic, so she relies okay. on medication. That's a perfect example of medication is not only helpful and necessary, but life saving. Right. Yeah. So she has type one, and she had experienced the profound benefits of lifestyle, education, reducing toxins, nutrition. And so I had gone through my health journey. I used to um, go to her workout classes in college. She would host them for college kids. And I babysat for her daughter. I mean, it was just the craziest thing Mm -hmm. we had because she's a little bit older than me. Mm -hmm. So we had these touch and go points and we had both kind of had our own healing journeys and we're like, wouldn't it be cool to start something? Well, then I met my husband. I moved, you know, it was just like we always had this dream and goal and vision. Um, And her and I were seriously planning, like had location, everything. And I met my husband. And I was like, all right, I know we don't have anything in writing. Yeah, I was like, I know we don't have anything in writing. It was the hardest thing ever. But I had to tell her, I don't think it's going to work because I'm about to be a military wife. He has a minimum of seven year contract, I think, at that point. So we just kind of like it was a conversation at that point that was kind of like it's not going to become a reality. When we found out my husband was getting out of the Air Force, it was like, it's go time. Yeah. This is happening. We didn't think it was going to happen. And so even though the timing was crazy, I was commuting back and forth for to meet with lawyers and accountants. And, and the, the vision for the wellness center, what, what is that? Yeah. So the vision for the wellness center was like, we refer in the wellness community. I'm not an expert for end all be all, right? Mm-hmm. I refer to chiropractic. I refer to biological dentist. I refer to massage, physical therapy, mm-hmm. things like that. And so for me personally and Dabney, we just wanted to like, we refer out so much. She was working with nutrition clients at the time for her own business. And so we were like, wouldn't it be cool to just get everything under one roof? It's not like everything. Hub. You you wanted to make a hub. Right. With in-house, like get yeah. subspecialties because we can't be everything to everybody. Yeah. And so let's get a bunch of different experts under one roof and then offer some of these therapies like IV vitamins and saunas and things like that. And so that was kind of our vision. And, and was, was part of that vision also because the, that just didn't exist in, in Fort Worth at the time. Exactly. Yeah. There was something similar, you know, a little okay. bit outside of Fort Worth, mm-hmm. um, but not to the, de- it was very, what we wanted was very different. It was a little more, we call ourselves medically minded, but functionally focused. Hmm. And so medically minded, functionally focused. That's, no, that, tag- that's a great, I guess that's a tagline. That tag tag I was like, don't ask me my mission statement. I would have to Google it. Dude, that's, that's a good one right there. Um, yeah. So that's why we wanted to do that. And so it wasn't that I like planned to start the wellness center, you know, and my practice at the same time. It just happened to so be like baby moving wellness center practice. Mm -hmm. I had my son September 10th and the first day of business for my practice in the wellness center were January 14th, 2020. So it was crazy. Like my friends that knew me knew like, yeah, you're busy. I know you're planning, but now they're like, I had no idea what you were going through. And thank God I had a good postpartum because 
Yeah. You know, like mentally and physically. I mean, I could, I couldn't have done it, you know, mm-hmm. but th- with this baby, I'm like, I'm taking time off. I've worked my Good. booty off. Good. So like three, three, have you have like three month old and you're starting. I mean, that's hard. It was so hard. Not only, I mean, my husband was getting out of the military, mm-hmm. right? Transitioning to civilian life, starting a job, starting an MBA, moving cities. It was really hard. And so I would say those were all difficult. Like I look that back, I'm like. That sounds just like a, res- like a recipe for a bomb. I it was mean, hard. It was a hard year. Did you. Sounds like losing hair, bad skin. It <laughs> yeah. sounds like that's Sleeping where it's about to car. go again. Well, thank God I know how to take care of my body because <laughs> oh, I yeah, really see, do yeah. feel like right. we're not made to sustain those that. seasons. I no don't believe way. in that pace. But you guys know as entrepreneurs, like it takes work and showing up. And I mean, things that no one knows, like figuring out if the Wi-Fi is connected, making yeah. sure the delivery is coordinated. And, and so there's no such thing. I, I talk a lot of like just with our team and people, I, I talk a lot about balance and I think balance is a What's myth. That? There's no, like if, if you are a business owner, if you, if you're an entrepreneur, if you have your own thing, there's ba- there's no such thing as like, I work four hours and I'm off for it. Like that's called a job. Yeah. Like that's not that's owning a, a business. Like, Do you ever have an out of office yeah. email? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what yeah, is that? I, I mean, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I'm a believer in balance. For me, is I swing really, really, really hard into things for a season, and then I can swing out. And when I'm when you're launching a business, when you're starting a new thing, when you're opening the doors, y- it's all in. There's no, there's no like I'm kind like you have to be. It doesn't work. You can't get it off the ground. If and and they're always really hard. Every business I've started is like I'm all in. I'm not sleeping. It's super stressful. But you get through it. It's kind of like having a baby. Like I'm not sleeping for three months. And now but he's smiling and sleeping. And- rarely do you do those at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I did both. And I know, it was yeah, crazy. Yeah. But yeah. I really, I, I would right. agree with you. It's like, I'm, I call them like sprint seasons. Yeah. You know, it's That's like right. we're full speed ahead and we're sprinting. And this is what I've learned as an entrepreneur. And, you know, even having a team, like I have an amazing team at the wellness center and I have my own personal built out team of seven employees for Taylor Duke's wellness. Like it's not just me wow. yeah. and, and, you know, managing people and the amount of time that you spend, um, like when you have people on payroll, right? Like I've had contractors, but I have more full-time employees now for my business because it just made sense and to bring them on and everybody stays in their own lane and it's allowed me to grow and things like that. You have seven full-time employees for just your practice. Taylor Dukes. Um, no, I have four full-time employees four full-time. and then I have some contractors, mm-hmm. but I'm moving towards more of the full-time employees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, I mean, even delegating, even checking off, like, okay, I'm going to approve this edit for this PR feature, or I'm going to sign off on this because everything that comes back to my name, I want it to represent what I believe in. Right. Mm-hmm. And so certain articles, features, things like that. So what I've realized is that, and then I'm also seeing patients too, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's, even as a business owner, I feel like you have those sprint seasons, but then you also have things that you may not be doing the work. You may be delegating, overseeing, managing, right? You guys yeah. probably feel that too, that it's like, I'm not technically, I didn't do the meeting, but I'm doing all the other things to make the decisions. Yeah. And so and you got to make sure it's on, it's on brand. It's exactly. Right. It's the right decisions. So I feel like right now I'm in a decision-making season. R&R, we've it just expanded, which is amazing. But with having this baby, I've slowed down with patience and taking on one-on-one um, just because. Was the, Through any of that, were you, was there any point where you're like, I, I regret this? Um, had a really hard moment. I never regretted it. Okay. Like I really don't even know. I haven't had regrets so far. Maybe ask me in four years. <laughs> but the, but the, re- the reason, the what's, thing that. What's the hard moment? The hard moment. Okay, so we started um, Restore and Revive. 
January 14th, 2020. Guess mm-hmm. what happened two months later? Bum, bum. Yeah. We know. So our whole world went into a lockdown, right? And After so, you launched this new business. Yeah, we started January 14th and health and wellness. And then I remember it was March time and, we, and when it started, we were like, this is awesome. It's Yeah. Oh, we, we're going in. to crush it. Oh, my we gosh, y'all. S- yeah. Well, it was, the momentum was amazing. Yeah. The yeah. momentum was amazing because there was a demand for it in Fort Worth. So, People like, were experiencing. People wanted that. Yeah, I mean the momentum was awesome. Yeah, and then the and I will give you credit too. You marketed it real, like y'all you, for not, for someone that, that doesn't have experience. Yeah, that didn't know what marketing <laughs> didn't know what was. Digital marketing was. Yeah. Okay, I've learned. I've yeah, learned. Yeah. I, I like knew, and that's intuitively. I've made some decisions that I'm like I've never gone to a business strategy class. Like I've never gone to this like marketing seminar. I have it now set you up for success. I I think there's a little like some naivety in in. Yeah. And not the perfect equation. Well, now I've invested in mentors. Like (laughs) I've definitely see the value of like, uh, yeah, I'm like, I've definitely don't want to say that I figured it out myself because I have invested in mentors to help me and to get to that next level and and help me. What do you enjoy? What are your gifts? Where is this brand going long term? Mm -hmm. So I I definitely can't take all that credit. But yeah, at the time, y'all are sweet. You know, the the rollout and everything was exciting. And we both were connected in the Fort Worth community. I think that really helped to get people through the door. Because you you went to TCU. Uh I I, I wanted to ask Fort Worth, because you you had bounced. You were in Austin for a little while. You're you're from Austin, right? Yeah, but Fort Worth felt like home. I mean, it was like where I went to college, most of my friends. You know, I Mm -hmm. feel like I became who I was in Fort Worth. You built a community here. Yeah, totally. And so I was so living here post-college. After I was sick, I was spending time in Austin, and that's where I had my first job. But then I, I knew I wanted to come back to Fort Worth. So, in fact, I was working for that private practice in Austin for Amy Myers, and I knew I wanted to be in Fort Worth. So I started working for her remotely as a nurse. Oh, wow. Because I wanted to be in Fort Worth. And then, cool. you know, the rest is history with the military and getting back here. But um, so, yeah, so the pandemic hit. So you launched it. It's rocking and rolling. Yes. Then the pandemic hits. Awesome momentum. And, of course, it's January. We couldn't have timed it better. It just you, happened to be. And you now have employees. You have. Oh, yeah. Payrolls. You have oh, all yeah. debt like crazy because you yeah. just finished out a we huge space. We just started. Yeah. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> not only that, it was like January. People are motivated because their health goals. It was just the perfect opportunity to launch yeah. something health and wellness. You know, whether it's trendy or not, people are want to get on the cleanses and the diets and a reset. So it was a great opportunity. So, yeah, the pandemic hit. And that was really challenging. Not in a sense of like, what were we thinking? Oh, my gosh, this is awful. It was challenging in a way that we had to get really creative. And there was just a lot of gray areas. Like, do we stay open? Okay, we have a medical director. We can. But are we incentivizing people to get out? Okay, but we can provide immune therapy, right? And so it was a lot of... Like, you feel guilty by We just saying, didn't know at the time. Well, you don't, you don't know how bad this is. Like, you don't know. Like, we didn't know. You, if you open, you can maybe help people or, like give them immune support or something like that. But at the same time, it's like, you don't want to encourage people to get out and then get sick or get, you know, there was just no equation. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And there's... so as a business owner, there's no, what I'm learned and what Dabney has learned is there's no manual for so many situations. Like there's no X, Y equals Z. It's making decisions, properly disseminating information, doing the best you can with information that you have mm-hmm. that not everybody knows. Right. Yeah. And so, um, that's where it's good to have a sounding board and a partner and, you know, our husbands are super helpful in you know, ways too. And so that was really challenging. I feel like here I, I had a five month old, six month old at the time, you know, we were working every Saturday. We didn't have Saturday staff. So we'd alternate, you know, or she'd be the nurse. I'd be the front desk admin. Um, you know, we'd work after hours. We'd work late at night. We'd have board meetings. And then, you know, we just got creative. So we did supplement deliveries. 
You know, we did little immunity care packages to people's houses. I mean, I remember driving to Mira Vista. I'm like, how far is our radius? Like, we got to count this. Have a (laughs) baby. You were personally delivering stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. We're two months into a a startup. I had had a six month old. Six month old at the time. And I remember he was fussing, and I'm like, okay, I'm changing his diaper. I vividly remember this. I'm in a bank parking lot on the way to Mira Vista, changing my baby's diaper, going to deliver (laughs) supplements. Dude, that is business ownership. I mean, those are the moments that you're like, you can't make this up. I could pull up a picture on my phone of yeah. Ryder at two weeks old because yeah. I delivered at the birth center. We thought we'd okay. be living here at the time. We were living in Abilene. So I came here in labor, delivered him at my two week, two week checkup. We had a huge meeting with construction guys, an accountant, a lawyer, and my baby is swaddled up in the corner of our future business. Like oh, I literally have the picture. That's, that I'm that's like, cool. So I'm like, when I'm not kidding, when I grow business babies and real babies, that's yeah, the thing. That's right. But um, with that being said, I, we just wore a lot of hats. It was really challenging. There was no equation. We worked a lot of Saturdays, you know, her and I were filling in, you know, for staff because we had people on the payroll and I'm proud to say that we were able to keep everybody. Dude, and that awesome. was something that was really scary for us. And we never wavered in like, because sh- these people in faith quit their jobs to come work for us full time. And so we didn't know how long it would last. It was very scary. I mean, paycheck protection loan, that was helpful too. Yes. Um, Huge blessing. But at the same time, I mean, even that's the thing that how do I pay? Well, how do I apply for this? What's how my EIN number? That? that was so stressful. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like it just seemed too good to be true. The banks like, is were this all legit? running out of money. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, all those things, it was hard, but I've never regretted it or wavered or anything like that. And it's been really helpful having a partner and then obviously a supportive husband. And the reason was, was like, I want to, I want to help people. Like, that is that, our, still that, our mission. We're like, been... let's help people get to the root cause of their problems. Let's, people need this. Let's make it accessible. And I mean, looking back, I'm like, I haven't made a dollar from R&R. Truly, I can say that me and Dabney are not on the payroll. We so restore and revive. Y'all don't, y'all don't make money from that yet. Like, no, right. Not, yeah. Yeah. And practice. so we do it because we genuinely love it and because we want to provide it to the Fort Worth community mm. and it, it's, it's worth it to us. Now, with that being said, I have never worked so hard to not make money, to never make a penny uh-huh. in my life. Yeah. Right. But we would rather have the support staff and have the space and everything is calculated, right. In wisdom, right. Mm-hmm. We, we make these calculations. <clears throat> um, but at the same time, I mean, it definitely is a sacrifice that you work so hard to not see the fruit of your labor right then. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, but your practice is going really well. Yeah. Like, and, and, and on some level COVID cripples you for a little bit and then it, I'm a, it also people I feel like people got more excited or interested or cared more about health yes than ever before yeah totally. I want to I want to talk about that like so I think COVID was a big help like a boost in that but there has been a new from, movement sort of. uh, yeah I would say a movement I don't know you would know I, I just feel it because I'm into it so maybe I'm just naive but I feel like there has been a uh, maybe a subculture or a small culture, at least a cultural shift or a movement into, you know what, maybe like our Western medicine practices are great. And every, no one's going to argue that like you got a broken arm, like there's x-rays, you can fix it. You yeah. like penicillin, like there's things like that. We, that, that we, you know, do that just are absolutely amazing compared to everybody, everywhere else in the world. But there, there is not like perfect. And there's, there's ways that we can, make this better. And I feel like people are starting to integrate more of these philosophical or ideologies that have been, I mean, longer, uh, been around longer than Western medicine into, you know, and create this integrative type, you know, approach. And so 
when did you see that start happening within like culture? Obviously you saw it early, early on, but like, do you feel like COVID has boosted that? Has it been like, like an explosion? Like when did that happen? Was that pre COVID and we're just dumb to it? Like, tell us kind of your no, thoughts No, because y'all that. know y'all are the freaks. Like, <laughs> well, y'all yeah. are the freaks that talk about this and none of your other friends do. Yeah, Maybe a few. Yeah. I feel like I feel like it's multifaceted. So to answer your question with the COVID, we talk about the blessing, the silver lining and things, right? Like, what's the good that came out of it? Which yeah. is cheesy, but true. And mm-hmm. I think that I have seen a lot more people start to care about their immune systems and yeah. how their body works. And I would say the sad part is that a lot of it's in fear. A lot of people are motivated by fear, out of fear, what can I do? And even if I'm doing everything else conventionally, can I also do some alternative stuff? And Mm so I think it's good because it opens people's eyes to ask questions. And who knows, this could be a turning and trajectory point for our entire healthcare system of like, we can't let what happened then happen now, right? Uh Um, And so I think that fear has motivated a lot of people. Which yeah. isn't necessarily bad. Like, no, it, it isn't. Like, no, I'm like, fear it's sad because I, a... right. It's, it's sad because I'm like, I don't want people living in fear and making decisions out of that. And there's a lot of mental health going on in our country right now. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. I'm seeing it in my practice and the fear and all of that. But with that being said, it's compelling them to care more about their body and their health and their immune systems. And so I think that's like really cool and exciting to see. And I've definitely seen that. We've seen that at the wellness center as well as, you know, professionally in my practice. And it's also, I think, Something that I think has been really cool is to see my friends, that none of them were into this. And, and honestly, if you're not sick or you don't care, like, why would you? Yeah, you it's know? like if, if your elbow's not broken, you're not thinking about your elbow. Totally. And I know? never thought about my health. Like, like I said, I'm like joint pain. Like, what? I don't feel my joints. Why would I think about my joints? But if you wake up and feel like you've been gripping a steering wheel all night and are in pain, like... You're going to think about that. And so I will say I've seen a lot of my friends and a lot of it comes from education. And that's where, you know, Instagram's been Instagram. I get it. It can be taken away overnight. But I try to use it as an educational platform. Mm -hmm. And it's not I don't have this like hardcore voice of like you have to do this. Shame on you if you do it. Don't do it this way. But I try to use it as a, a platform to educate people. And so I feel like in the process, a lot of personal friends, but then also influencers or whatever, like people are starting to learn that there's another way out there. And so asking the question of like, well, what could I do differently? Or what, what could be hindering my health that I've never thought about like inflammatory foods or toxic chemicals. And so I've seen it personally just within my group. Um, but then also professionally, you know, with the demand for people wanting the functional medicine approach and then the wellness center seeing certain IVs pick up, you know, and immunity therapy. I I will say like for me, like in the, in the heart of lockdown world, you know, stop, we didn't go out. We like everyone kind of locked in, stop going out to eat all that stuff. (laughs) My, the two things that that too big, so a lot of expensive, went down but my two expenses that went way up was one my wine <laughs> consumption we were buying a lot of we wine wanted together. a lot of wine I mean me too way, uh, way, lots yeah. of wine is and that then, part of your supplemental process I a mean, lot do of wine you know wine. about biodynamic wine that's like free of pesticides and chemicals yeah it just doesn't taste very good yeah the we're natural gonna go, wines yeah up. what about the good but stuff w- wine w- my wine went up and my vitamins and sure. supplements went way like and I like I got hooked on like I I got way 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 more into because I was like holy crap I don't know what's happening no one knows what's happening I want to put my body in the best 
shape it can be in. And so right. spent money on wine, spent lots Amazon and lots Prime, of money. Amazon Prime, wine, and supplements. And that, supplements. tequila. That's, yeah. Beer, yeah. <laughs> Whatever it was. Yeah. The, the drink, the uh, beverage of choice. No, yeah. totally. But and for I, your industry, that, that... Right. It was a huge blessing. And I mean, we couldn't keep certain supplements on, this, on the shelves. We'd have to order in bulk because the suppliers were yeah. selling out. And so, you know, it definitely was... That was the most challenging part, but I think it's also been um, a really good part of growth and demand for... And then, of. and then you experienced just, uh, and maybe for me as outsider, it, it felt like kind of overnight rapid success. Like you, like talking about Instagram, like you, I felt like you got on Instagram and just started saying, just giving people helpful information. Here's something I learned. Here's something I'm learning right now. Here's something, here's five tips for your gut. Here's five, you know, things for you know me. <laughs> you just yeah. started sharing helpful information. You were just very generous, super generous with, with what you know. And you went from like having, you know, your friends and family, you know, a thousand or so followers to like tens and thousands of followers, like to what looks like me, like overnight. Yeah. And then you went from like, Hey, we have this thing, come hire, hire me to now I have a waiting list for a year. Like you, you literally, you have a waiting list for a year, right? Well, we haven't taken new patients since March. Since March, it's yeah. awful. It's it's a problem, and it's a good problem because the you're, demand's you're helping, there. But... You're helping like NFL athletes and influencers, and and so it, it exploded, right? It did. It really did, and it was something that growth is a really good thing, but it can be a really hard thing. How how was it a hard thing? It was hard for me in the sense that, and you're right, like I just want to go back to that. I showed up and provided a lot of free content and information yeah. because I genuinely care about educating, equipping, empowering people. Mm -hmm. That's what like I want to do. voice of reason. Yes. Give people advice like, through all of it. Here, it's like fun for me. Yeah. And it's not a job or a chore. And Instagram definitely has converted to a lot of business for me. Like I don't mm -hmm. pay for marketing. I don't pay for promotions. I don't. Yeah, you just, you're I sharing just stories. Exactly. And it's just, it's showing up and sharing real daily life. But I will say that has paid off dividends. The showing up with the free content education has really been helpful for me but that's um, probably your number one like marketing hack right i would or say tool. yes but i've also realized and through having mentors we instagram app could fizzle overnight so to not put your marketing into one thing mm -hmm. and you know i own my email list and mm -hmm. so if i have emails and say that i want to do something or launch a course I can I can share that with them, but if Instagram were to fizzle overnight and that's all that you have, so you're trying to get people off the platform. Well, not really. I guess that's not really my. I guess I'm like what I've realized is that like that has been the biggest. Um, it has generated the. I don't make necessarily a ton of money on Instagram through like affiliates or whatever, but like that directly generates to business referrals, paying yeah. clients, paying patients. And so it's been a huge avenue for me, but also important to realize from a marketing standpoint is like you have to have a presence in multiple, whether it's an online presence through a website or a blog people can visit. If Instagram were to fizzle, they would miss you. They're like, what's that article again, you know, yeah. um, or having a newsletter like, hey, this is where we are, you know, something like that. And so kind of went off tangent. But that I do feel like just showing up. I started my Instagram two years ago when my son was born. He just turned two. So it has been pretty <laughs> crazy growth. And it's just also people genuinely sharing like when they work with me, what happens? And I can't. It's HIPAA. I can never ask a client patient. I have never said, hey, if you come work with me and share your story, I'll give you free healthcare. Yeah. You know, I've worked with influencers that have million followers that yeah. didn't share that we worked together for six months and then all of a sudden they chose to share and that's their prerogative, right? That's, yeah. I can't ask that that's HIPAA. So that was the question kind of just showing up. It has led to business. Mm -hmm. But what was your other question? Well, it just, it just seemed overnight. I mean, was there a point where you were like, this is working. I'm success. Like, do you feel successful? 
I, I feel like success is also like, what do you define it as? Right. Like, Mm -hmm. am I still doing what I love? And is my, am I still aligning with like educating, equipping, empowering people? Yes, Mm. for sure. Right. And so like, to me, I'm like, that was how I defined success from the beginning of like, this is what I want to do. And am I doing it? Yes. And I'm doing it at a larger scale. So I would say, yes. Um, I feel like it's also been hard. The hardest thing for me, I know what you were talking about. You were talking about the growth and having this wait list is like, I'm a two, an Enneagram two, right? We don't have to talk about Enneagrams. You're the helper. You want to help people. I'm a helper. And I naturally, it's like in me to want to help, right? And you're you're like, twos are also like as happy or unhappy as like the unhappiest person in the room. Because they're like, I just want to help whoever's not happy. Yeah. Like you just want to help people. If people around you are happy, you're like, you just want to help. Which is also hard and a downfall because I want to help everybody else and you neglect yourself sometimes, right? In the name Mm -hmm. of helping everybody else. So that's something that I've really found a balance is as an entrepreneur, a working mom. Mm -hmm. It was hard for me because Mm -hmm. I would say yes to taking a patient on a Tuesday evening over the phone versus getting my own quiet time or kicking my feet Mm -hmm. up. I have much more balance now. So I think the hardest part for me is when the growth and demand came is that I knew and realized that I could not be everything to everybody. And so I was trying to accommodate and get all these people in and do weekends and nights and giving free health consults essentially, you know, and it just came to the point where it was taking away from my family and my personal time. And so I really had to set boundaries and realize, you know what, Taylor, you're not going to be everything to everybody. And was that hard for you? Oh, so hard, (laughs) like so hard. But when I heard that and accepted that, and that's the thing I was trying to keep up. And then of course I'm getting these referrals from these like top NFL athletes and teams and a coach from the bills, you know, was in touch with me, setting me up with all his receivers. And I'm like, this is so exciting. And this is like something I never thought out. Yes, yes, yes. And then you're having to say maybe or no, or Hey, the best way that I can provide care is only taking on this many patients. And I never got to the point. I can honestly say I've never got to the point where quality of care was compromised because like I have too much in check. Yes. But I did get to the point where I said, I won't be everything to everybody. And I don't have this plan to grow this mega practice. Cause honestly, if people are practicing under you, they have to represent what you believe. And there are too many weird people in this space. space. (laughs) I'm like, I'm sorry, but like, are there some weirdos out there? Like, Oh dude. Yes. Like, I, I, sorry. I'm like, yeah. I like listen to it. And I'm like, I, I, cause, cause one of my questions is going to be, why is this rejected still? And I feel like it's because of the lady that's like took a course and all of a sudden she's a health coach or a guy. And they're like, if all you do is practice this type of yoga, you will be healed of everything. And it's like, you know, something like, this is the, that's so dumb. Which, you know? to, to piggyback off of that, yeah, I I would argue pro- probably a, a big amount uh, of your success also comes from the fact that like you are very normal and likable. You're like a normal and I feel like a re- like reasonable integrative medicine. The way you described it like makes sense. You are saying, listen, we are diagnosing. We are doing everything. We're just taking more time. We're digging into the roots and we have more tools on our tool belt. We're not rejecting Western medicine. We're adding to it. Yeah. It's but like, but you're not like, do you want to be my spokesperson? Well, yeah, <laughs> seriously, I, I am. Is that I, my I, mission I, statement now? I, well, yeah, maybe so. But you're I, not, you're not yeah. like the pie in the sky, fluffy, like you've never been that. No. And I'm like, you know, yeah, heck yeah. If you are like super anxious, flighty person constantly mm-hmm. on overdrive, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Go get your feet in the ground. Literally kick your shoes off, do some deep breathing, 
chill out, right? Like I do incorporate grounding and, and mindfulness and, you know, eat your kale and all of that, but it's so much more than that. And that's where a lot of people do get a bad rap because, and I honestly, it's also so many people I'm actually, there's a couple people that I'm seeing in Texas. I won't say names or where exactly. Um, I have patients come to me that have spent over $2,000 on testing with no plans. So there's also people claiming to do this with no experience and they might know the lab company to set up an account with. And so they have all this data and information and then they're like, follow this diet. And I'm like, that diet can help with symptom relief, but that's never going to treat your small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Like you need true therapy for this. And so Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people are wanting to get into this, um, that don't have a clinical experience. Uh. And then people are having bad experiences with that. Mm -hmm. And financially it's like, oh, I spent this much money on labs, which it can add up. Right. Yeah, like, sure. But you're going to save yourself so much money long term by getting to the root cause. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And, and if so, there's something to invest in. Right. Spending money on your health. It affects everything. It, yeah. you. Yeah. Why would that should be the most important thing you, you spend money on? Yeah. When you don't have your health, like that's what I realized when I was sick. You don't have anything like, yeah. you know, you can't show up for your family. If you have a family, you're not going to work out. You're not going to have a social life. You're not going to make good business decisions. And so for me, it's like. When your health is taken away from you, you realize how much it impacts. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. But anyway, when we had that wait list, I knew it, I was at that crossroads of I'm not going to be everything to everybody. I have to stop taking people. There were over 2,000 people on the wait list. Like I knew there's wow. – I will never, ever be able to, right? That yeah. just will never – And I also want to be a mom and a wife and a friend. And so with that being said, I um, hired a full-time physician assistant. And so when she started in March, I had basically sent out to my wait list, hey, guys, it's not me. We're going to be collaborating on cases. Mm -hmm. I hired someone that I trust who was a registered dietitian, physician assistant. And not weird. Not weird. (laughs) So normal. So cute. Loves the Lord. Just amazing. And we've known each other for years. And um, I got her to come work for me. And that was my way of, okay, this may not be me helping everybody what I envisioned of success, right? Like, but I'm going to have an extension of me that I like, know, and trust. And she is going to represent the practice well. And she still is. And that's what leadership is, is you're raising up other leaders. I'm going to train them and empower them. Yes. And so she's been great. And so she's taken on a huge part of my wait list so that I can, you know, and I miss doing everyday patient stuff, but as a business owner, you know, I, I always, our husbands are like, stay in your lane. What's your lane? You know, but as a business owner, you have to wear a ton of different hats and, you know, I have to do payroll now and I have to do different things and meet with the accountants and quarterly taxes, you know, all these things that I never really knew I'd have to do, but you do spend time in those places. And now I'm hiring help to help. So what, so what is like five years from now or like what, if it sounds like there's a, at some level, there's like a ceiling to the growth. Like it just, or do you, you want, you said you don't want to be the biggest, but like, I honestly don't know y'all because I'm like, I couldn't have told you that I wanted to be here. It just kind of happened. And Mm -hmm. like, I never thought that I, I love working with NFL players and, you know, these people care about their bodies. They want to invest. I never sought out to be a professional athlete's health consultant, right? Yeah. It just happened. Yeah. Um, but now I've found that I like really enjoy, I like working with just a regular old stay at home mom. Right. But yeah. I also, it's been fun to change things up. And so, um, I would love to like kind of affect sports on a higher level because these people, it's like an industry where they have the money to invest. They care about their bodies. It's like a sports car. If you're a driver, you're going to put the good stuff into your car, the good fuel, the good tires. And these people have one body. And so, um, I have really developed like a heart for them, not just because they're famous because they're NFL players is that they're operating at this level that their body. I mean, their bodies are a wreck. 
a wreck, yep. truly. And so making little tiny tweaks in their lifestyles can literally shift them to go to the next level. Hmm. And so that's been really cool for me because I've worked with a lot of really sick people, which I still enjoy, but I also enjoy seeing some of that like oh wow this changed overnight you know and so i think like working with a variety of people some people that are really sick and then working with some of those people like professional athletes that, that just want to take their health to the next level i want to write a book I'm oh like, yeah have you started I, it no i've never thought that you know i wanted to be, be like an author no and that's the thing i'm like i'm kind of known as like a gut health expert which i never sought out to do that, but it was my story and that's what people see me for. It's the most common complaint in my practice. I just launched my program. So I'm like, I have a feeling that if I write a book, it'll probably be on gut health in okay. the next couple of years. I might get my doctorate. Dr. Duke sounds kind of cool, right? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I Great. like school now. I'm a nerd. Like I like researching. And so I would say the next five years, like I really don't want to say, and it's not that I don't want to dream and have goals. It's just that everything's kind of like fell into place as time goes on. And I also you know, I want to spend time as a mom. You're and in a like, good, you're be there in a good for my place boys. right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. And that's the thing is I'm not like I have to achieve this level of success. I definitely feel like a book is in my future. Just and that's mm -hmm. my thing is if I can't help everybody, I want to educate and equip and empower yeah. the masses. And mm -hmm. how do I do that? That's a great resource. Um, but yeah, I also want to be a mom and yeah. you know continue. Which to, is happening very very soon. Yeah, like in a month or two. Yeah, well, you're <laughs> mom no, times mom two. number two. Yeah. yeah, boy mom times two. And then yeah. you know obviously within Fort Worth, like with Restore and Revive, is just continue to grow services and um, offerings to continue to serve the community. Just it's been awesome getting to know. I mean, it's like a super family oriented environment. You know, mm -hmm. it's like we know our clients and our recurring people and um, our subleasers and they're really the providers, you know, but they rent space from us. And so, yeah, just to continue to grow that. And That's cool. I think it's uh, cool to see your story start right with you have this like heart to help people like and it's in a very intense way. Right. It's like you're, you you experience trauma, you experience this intensity, you have a heart for that, you have a heart to help them in a traumatic event or like in a traumatic way. And I feel like it's funny how you thought this was going to take shape, but anybody that's an entrepreneur knows that it's always intense. Like, and so your intensity is leaning into doing this business, doing things that you haven't done before. Like that's some of the most intense like trauma sometimes you can experience like whenever you're starting a business, but then your heart for helping people it seems like that has stayed true and consistent through this whole journey. And like, and it's just now you're doing it on a different platform. Now you're doing it a different way. Even talking about a book, like where's your heart? It's still there trying to help people, trying to like push people forward, push people like in their health, you know, health journey. And so I think that's a pretty cool, like, you know, theme that's running through this whole, whole journey. I just wanted to point out. Um, I appreciate that. That's yeah. a good, nice little check. That's something I'm going to start asking myself too, probably. Like, does this align with my original plan? Of Yeah. My original goal, my original why, right. my original mission. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's good. Thanks for sharing that. Can we, can we, so. I want, yeah, I want to do, I want to do can, some rapid health can questions. We, yeah, can we pepper you with some quick, quick I know we're going to, we've been going for a long time, but this is no, fascinating. No, we're totally fine. My favorite is the, okay, you didn't know about this question, which actually this was all just a natural conversation. Today. Dude, I, I, yeah. But yeah, let's just, let's just go for it. Ask me my thoughts. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So coolest treatment out there that's new, like brand new overall health. It's oh a hard one, right? Gosh. Like what's brand so new hard. that like I don't me, like, know. like a multiple choice? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So like overall health, you could do like mental health. You could do muscle weight loss. Like, like a magic you, you laser. Could, like, do you have a magic laser? I'll just talk about some. <laughs> how about some 
some new upcoming things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That people may not know about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, IV vitamin therapy is definitely out there. But you can get it Restore and Revive. You can get it locally here at Restore and Revive. We custom do uh, IVs, which is really cool. Like, we have set packages, but you can also custom do them based off the person, their Mm -hmm. test, their symptoms. Um, Implementing ozone therapy in IVs is really... I'm fascinated by ozone therapy. It's just pure oxygen, right? Yeah. And so I was just going to say, what is that for people? Pure. Okay. Yeah. And so um, ozone has a ton of different benefits from detox to healing to cleaning out. You know, you can do ozone via blood where you take out your blood. You You take out your blood, you infuse it with ozone and then you give it back to Mm -hmm. yourself. It's kind of if you think of like dialysis, like taking it through a filter almost and then giving it back. So IV vitamin therapy, ozone. Um, You're going to be offering that, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you can also do ozone via, it's called insufflation. So mm-hmm. ears, nose, mm-hmm. mouth, you know, you can do that. Um, ozone's really neat. There's also like ozone saunas, like the Hocat. It's really neat for inflammation. You know, a lot of this too is like, it can help really sick people, but it can also help well people. Right. And mm-hmm. so when, when I work with my athletes, it's, it's, health optimization. It's Mm -hmm. decreasing inflammation for performance or just people that just really want to feel good and take Mm -hmm. their health to the next level or be preventative. So I would say ozone, IV vitamin therapy, um, peptide therapy is, uh, we briefly spoke about it earlier, but it's amino acid therapy. It is prescription therapy, but there is a lot of people using peptides and you have to trust and work with someone that knows what they're doing, but it is a form of therapy that I feel like more people are going to start talking about. And that's different about. than taking amino acids. I take amino acids almost right. every day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's different than taking like some collagen or something. Mm-hmm. They're targeted specific amino acids that can help everything from MS, like autoimmune diseases to just, you know. Muscle recovery. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. So peptide therapy, ozone. I mean, obviously infrared saunas, a lot of people know about that. That's nothing new. But I think that more people are starting to catch on to some of these things. But a lot of these treatments, like, are, are treatments that, like, you will not, you're not going to get the recommendation from your, your, you know, local doctor, no. right? Like, they don't, that's not in their tool belt. And so right. that's that's some of the things that, like, if you haven't read about those or if you, like, don't know about those, you need to go just check it out. What, and do you have any it. books you recommend? Like, yeah. if, if I'm interested in learning about... <sighs> Granted, your book's not out yet. No, No. I know. It's not that I don't. There's so many different ones. I would say like for autoimmunity, Amy Myers, the doctor that I worked for, is Mm -hmm. a great book, The Autoimmune Solution. You know, um, there's thyroid books. There's nutrition books. The gut health. You know, there's just like so many different books for different topics. I I wouldn't say there's like a one size fits all that I've found. Would you say starting with like Instagram and like following a couple people, like if if they follow you for gut health and like, you know, you speak a lot into that. Yeah. Like following different people. There are certain experts. I like never tell people to Google because like, just don't go down the Google rabbit trail. But if you want to know about it, Google blocks a lot of it too. So that's what I can, I can say is like, Google blocks it. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is wild. It's like, there are certain things that are being blocked or censored or whatever, but like Jolene Brighton, hormone Mm. expert. So if you have a hormone question, I'm okay if you Google PMS Jolene Brighton, yeah. right? There are certain people. Mark Hyman's a super reputable. I mean, mm-hmm. he's kind of a leader in this field. Um, Joe Carnahan has amazing resources. Mark Hyman has a ton of books. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's a great place to start. Um, Will Cole has, you mm-hmm. know, books. So there's there's certain people that I admire and respect that are my cl- colleagues, right? Yeah. And But there are a lot of other people out there that are on Instagram that 
you know, there's all sorts of certifications that you can get and people claiming to be experts. And again, I'm like, it's amazing because there's a demand. I think there's going to be an over demand and an undersupply of these yep, types yeah. of providers. But a lot of these people have interests, but not a lot of experience. And so you just have to be careful who you get your information from. Do you have people that we should not follow? No. <laughs> you can't say those? No, I don't yeah. have anyone. Yeah. I'm like, if there was I someone that like was like. I feel like you do. I feel like no, you have No, if there was someone that was like, like a huge quack that everyone followed okay. and like went down that protocol, I would I would straight up tell you. you. But yeah, but so like here, here's a question. It's like. Google's blocking, or does Google block any of those people you just listed? Not, no, not that I've yeah. seen. Certain topics, if you look for maybe, yeah, um, like natural immune system hacks or things like yeah. that, maybe. But there are sensors for sure. But a lot of these people, I mean, they have Instagram accounts, they have books, they have, they have been verified, qualified. Like they're like totally. people that are. I just listen to Will Cole's podcast. Yeah. well respected in the community. Yeah, yeah Branch those. Basics. They're a cleaning company, like a, literally a product line, and they're my good friends. <laughs> but they are wealth of information. Like yeah. I literally say, if you want to Google like natural lawn care, Google branch basics, you know, they provide a lot of content. So, yeah. um, yeah. Okay. Next, next question. I'm going to jump in. Pepper it, yeah. Uh, what is your morning routine? Like what do you eat for breakfast oh and God. take pre or post kids? Well, <laughs> not, yeah, not in a normal pregnancy life, but like, or maybe, but, but what is your, like, I would love to open your medicine cabinet, you know, or your pantry. Good. I know you, you actually share your pantry all the time. You're like, I'm shopping. Here's what I'm, I should buy. But what, what do you eat and drink and take and do yeah. in the morning? So, okay, let's like go pre-kids, right? Because morning yeah. routine, like you could have a whole morning routine and it just goes the wayside because your kid decides <laughs> to wake up at 630 and you're yeah. like, what the heck? Um, I would say probably my ideal morning routine, honestly, yeah, there we go. is like getting up before the kids um, and having quiet time to myself. And I here's just something that I also want to say is the morning starts the night before. So if someone is going to go to bed at midnight and they just want to wake up every day at 5 a.m., I don't think that's healthy. Yeah. I think that you should prioritize sleep. And so if you're having to rely on this alarm and you're feeling really yuck every morning getting out of bed, like that's a sign that your body needs sleep. Yeah. So I would say even go back to the night before and I want to go into my morning well rested mm -hmm. because that affects your cortisol rhythm for the entire day. And so How I would say- How many hours do you think you truly need? I'm personally, I'm an eight hour girl. Okay. When I'm pregnant, I need more. Yeah. Um, some people are different. I think that people that say that they only need a few hours of sleep, they just don't know what their body, they what, don't know what, what it's what it feels like, like otherwise. Like yeah. Yeah. And I do think like it not only during sleep, like our bodies detox, it restores, it does things that it doesn't do during the day. Mm -hmm. So anyway, ideal morning routine, I would say getting a good night's sleep, mm. waking up with mental clarity, right? Like you want to wake up to start your day, not be dragging to the kitchen. Um, I like lemon water, right? Get the digestion going. I know it's a simple thing. Dandelion just, root tea. Thing you, just, you just the liver. squeeze some lemon yeah. and some water. Yeah. Dandelion root tea is great. Milk thistle to detox the liver. Um, and I'm also a big fan of like listening to your body. If you're hungry, like don't try and push that fast, right? Like if your body is needing something and you're needing fuel for the day, eat. But I personally feel better. I don't do intermittent fasting like personally, mm -hmm. just doesn't really work for me for long periods of time. Um, but I personally like just like drinking, I do drink coffee. So I ideally I would say like lemon water, some tea that has some health benefits. Um, I drink black coffee. Okay. If I don't drink black coffee, I'm putting some sort of healthy fat in it. Mm -hmm. um, like MCT. Yeah, MCT, you know, Coconut. butter. I yeah. like butter. Yep. Um, quality source, grass fed, mm -hmm. you know, but I just feel better having like lemon water tea and then I'll do some coffee okay. and, um, 
I don't like eating right away for whatever reason. Like I like to sit down, get a journal, maybe light a candle, diffuse my oils, non-toxic candle, of course. But that is, I like, I like my set apart time to just think and have mental clarity and be still and quiet because as a business owner, I am making so many decisions. You guys know throughout the day. I mean, it is constant decisions, dissemination of information, patients. I'm constantly making decisions about prescriptions, care plans, supplements. And so for me to just like have that time of like not being pinged, put my cell phone away is really huge. And I feel like that's where a lot of creativity comes in the morning to me of like, Mm. I really try to do like a brain dump, you know, and I like to do my brain dump and journaling and mindfulness before I jump into if I do a quiet time, Mm -hmm. right? Because then I'm doing my quiet time, like whether that looks like doing a devotional for me or journaling or listening to worship or reading my Bible. Like if I'm doing that, I still, I have the monkey brain. Right. And so I like to do a brain dump before I get into that time. But as far as like food and supplements go, I would say, okay, uh, after my coffee, after my quiet time, I like smoothies, just the stage of life that I'm in. It's like such a great way to pack in a ton of nutrients without thinking about it, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm the freak that will eat like salmon and kale for breakfast. Like Mm -hmm. I don't have typical breakfasts like muffins and but not a salmon and kale smoothie. No, (laughs) no, but I'm saying I'm like, I would eat real food for breakfast, you know, but I feel like sometimes just being on the go or yeah, I know I said pre-kids, but now my life is all I know is having kids, let's be honest. And so sometimes it's easy to just throw in a ton of nutrients, healthy fat, antioxidants, all of that collagen in a smoothie and just to know that like I'm starting my day off there, you know, because I might be chasing my kid around and getting his diaper on. Um, So smoothies are great ways to like pack in nutrients. Supplements? Supplement wise? Yeah. All right. So favorite supplements. I personally like um, methylation support. Yeah. I really like, which is B vitamins to help support. Would you say liquid, rub on? All the above. I would say. Anything. Anything I honestly, everything? after being pregnant. And Sorry, like, we're doing deep dive here. No, so I'm like, this is just real. People are talking about methylation. Fire. We know we're getting into dork world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I all different kinds. Like I okay. like topical glutathione over your liver at night. Right. To help your body detoxify. Like right I like on. oil pooling in your mouth. Right. Oh, yeah, but what do you do? <laughs> I know. Yeah. So what do I do? So I do a morning. I'm taking my ideal, yeah. whatever y'all are talking about. So I take <laughs> my methylation support, which is B6, B12, uh, B9, some cofactors. That's a pill. It has all those. One pill. The the methylation support. I take the methylation support. Yes. And that helps give me energy. It helps me detoxify. Um, It can help actually for pregnancy, like with morning sickness. It can help a lot of different things. It's basically I have a genetic mutation that it helps support those processes. So lots of B in the methylation. So MTHFR, yeah, I take my methylation support or B vitamins, like a broad spectrum B supreme. So people, entrepreneurs that are under stress, um, we and athletes that push their bodies, we and and moms, postpartum moms, those are like the three people that I see a lot of. And people in America, just in general. Let's just be honest. In life, they, when you are stressed, you constantly are depleting through B vitamins. Mm-hmm. Um, and so taking a B vitamin, some sort of broad spectrum B vitamin in the morning, okay. that helps me. Um, I just feel like a little pep is in my step. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, a multivitamin prenatal. I like knocking out a lot of supplements in the morning because sometimes the day doesn't go mm-hmm. as planned. You're running late. And so for me, and that's also why I usually eat in the morning after, you know, being up for a couple hours because I can get my supplements in. You know, my supplements are constantly changing. Is there a multivitamin you really like? So many for different purposes. I really like brands. I like Thorn Research. I like Metagenics, Pure Encapsulations. I like third-party tested and researched brands. So a lot of people don't know that the supplement industry is not regulated by the FDA. Mm -hmm. So pharmaceutical meds and... 
um, food are both regulated by the FDA. Like this is what it claims to have. This is how much fat, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, the supplement industry, there's no or little Regu- to no regulation. oversight or regulation. And so if you're buying like this stuff at Walgreens, Target, GNC, even there's a study or a paper that came out of accusations. It had like ground up rice and protein, like oh pea gosh. protein. And it was claiming to be this really expensive supplement. And so when you choose a supplement, you want to get a brand that's third-party research tested and verified. Mm-hmm. So basically, hey, I'm hiring an outside company to f- verify it has what it says it has. It's free of um, like mercury, heavy metals, pesticides. So I have like a lot of different go-to brands. I wish I could say there's like one. Mm-hmm. Um, I like orthomolecular. That's the prenatal that I'm on, okay. you know, which is basically my multivitamin. But I would say B vitamins. um, that I don't have this like whole perfect morning like, like vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin D. I take vitamin D daily. Yep. I take magnesium every single night. If I could okay. choose one supplement, yeah. magnesium is like my drug. Where everybody's Literally. deficient, like, so it deficient. Like, yeah. It is like a game changer for so many different things. So yep. I take magnesium at night. Um, Epsom salt bath is also a form of magnesium. Do you so, have a go-to magnesium? Yeah, Seeking Health Optimal Magnesium. B vitamins. I like Designs for Health B Supreme. Man, you're getting all this hacks right now, Jamie. And then for methylation support, I like Apex Energetics, Methyl SP. And this is the thing where it's like I'm not tied to one company, so I can literally <laughs> yeah. choose, pick and choose. Yeah. You, you're you're sell, not you can paid. get all these at Restore Revival. Yeah, you can get all of them at r um, But yeah, and y'all, I also have to say like in different seasons, I use different supplements. So like when I was sick, I was using a lot more supplements. They were way more targeted, antimicrobial herbs, antiparasitic herbs, gut healing powders. Like right now mm-hmm. I'm in the phase of like, I'm not doing a whole lot of detox. I really like glutathione for detox. Mm-hmm. It's the body's most powerful antioxidant. You don't take glutathione every day. I don't, not pregnant. No. Um, and so right now I'm in the season of growing a baby and eating nutrient dense food and taking my prenatal and magnesium and B vitamins. And like, other than that, yeah, you're good. Cool. Yeah, you're good. but I feel like in different seasons and some people that have more symptoms need more detoxification. Some people need more brain health support. Yeah, I will also say so a lot of people need adrenal support like cortisol, you know, just because people deplete it. Yeah. And or deficient in like, but we can't forget the power of free medicine, right? Like you can take all these supplements and do this super, super crazy, healthy diet. But it's like, if you are not getting your sleep, getting fresh air, getting sunshine. And if you just eating Cheetos. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Or like spending time with uh, like people, like doing things that you love. Like you could follow this perfect and do hyperbaric oxygen chamber therapy and red light therapy and ozone. But like people miss the basics. Well, you're missing the integrative part of this whole thing. If we're just talking about a supplement's going to cure all pill for an ill then, then we're, we're, we're literally going an yeah we're replacing we're a pharmaceutical for a supplement yeah. yeah that's right and so we're going back to the where, where we got wrong in the first place mm-hmm. yeah and so it's like how was your day how did you sleep how did you interact with did you have a really stressful day it's like well yeah those 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 medicines aren't going to do or those yeah, they're not going to do what they need to do yeah, you know I mean, if you have going to fix it yeah, it's, yeah i mean you got to start this day over and kind of redo it and kind of rejuvenate and um they can help you be more resilient in certain yeah. seasons for entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. Like sometimes we get through those seasons where we can't control a lot of things and we need that extra support. But at the end of the day, yeah, you can't forget the things that you that are the hardest to implement. Yeah. Okay. One last question. And yeah. Then we're going to wrap. If you could give any bit of advice to like your younger self, what would it be? Entrepreneur wise? No, just any, anything. Like if, if you could go back to Taylor 10 years ago or, or Taylor... Three years ago, starting this thing, yeah. What like what? I mean, is it is there like 
this piece of advice I wish I wish I knew sooner. Maybe maybe it was sick Taylor. Maybe it was Taylor starting the business. I would honestly say like you only have one body and so use it well. And that's mm -hmm. body, mind, soul. And honestly, that sounds so cheesy. But my husband and I joke around. He treated his body playing football like his whole life as if he had a rental car and could just trade it in. <laughs> I and just was like, he that. literally says he was like, yeah. I was so hard on my body. And so for me personally, like I get it, like you don't realize the value of health at a young age, but especially as someone that just cares about longevity and feeling good, whether that's an entrepreneurship and being a mom, like you literally only get one body. Mm -hmm. And so what you put into it really matters. What you put on it matters, you know, what you feed your mind matters. And mm -hmm. so, um, I know that's cheesy, but it's something that that's I wish good. I knew early on because I've seen the profound impact that it has on me personally and then professionally on others every single day. Like literally life's changed, energy restored, you know, people getting business promotions because they don't have brain fog anymore and they're able to excel and get their continuing education and even athletes taking it to the next level and not getting hurt because of inflammation. And so mm -hmm. I've just seen it so profoundly impact people. And so whether that's supplementation, whether that's working with a provider to get to the root cause, being mindful of what we consume, right? <laughs> like yeah. not just food wise, not just supplement wise, but also how much social media are you intaking and what does that look like? That's a form of like taking care of your body and your soul. And mm -hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. Just I feel like you only get one. And that's so great. That's, use it wisely. That's good. And, and I so well one, thank you. Thank you for joining us. This was one just fascinating and inspiring. Yes. And 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 just even that that little bit bit of advice. I, I, I think just looking at you and being around you and hearing this and hearing just your past couple of years and how you're doing and the and and the energy and the joy and the success, I, I think, is is also a testament to what you're prescribing for people. You know, like I think you you are also probably your 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 big your best billboard. You know, I agree. Uh, Me and my big belly right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, my pregnant belly. <laughs> I, and, and I think that's that's probably a part of your success. Like it, it, it is you are, you know, your best testimony. So, anyways, this this was fascinating. This was so much fun. So. Appreciate you coming out and joining us for this. We're going to have round two off the air, and we're going <laughs> to geek out over a ton of medical dork questions. Can't wait. I'll bring my whole supplement cabinet. And then we might need to create yes. another podcast just about, like... Part two, health part hacks. Part two, health hacks. Yeah. Love he it. Health yeah. hacks with health hacks with Taylor. And then, yeah. <laughs> so if you ever start a podcast, we have to be on it, and then we can experiment with yeah, all of it. you just any... want guinea pigs. Yeah. Got it. We, Noted. We yeah. would love to I'm be like, hey, y'all, there's this new therapy that came out. Uh, we'll we'll do try it. it. Yeah, it we'll, do it. It. we'll sign any sort of waiver release. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Thanks Taylor. Thanks for having me, y'all. This All right. is fun. All righty. Congratulations, you made it all the way to the end. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Stories with Soul. If you enjoyed the interview and like what you heard, please help us out and share, subscribe, and like anywhere you listen to podcasts. When you share and subscribe, it is insanely helpful and allows us to keep producing new episodes. You can always join us directly in the studio by watching the video version on our website, 6thavstorytelling.com. Stories with Soul is brought to you by 6 Ave Storytelling and organic marketing company building standout brands on the foundation of story. You're obsessed with your business and we want to make the world obsessed with it too. Thanks for listening.